0: And now back to Rainbow Bright! Welcome to Brightcast! Thank you for downloading! My name is Katie cartier hiley of RainbowBright.net. And I'm Renee Stowe of RainbowBright.co.uk. Welcome to the June 2013 episode of Brightcast. It is. Episode number four. Today we are going to be going over the last four episodes, the original Rainbow Bright TV series.
1: I'm gonna be sad when this is over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However,
1: before we get to the
0: uh, episodes, is there
1: any special rainbowy news? That we have i was trying to think of that myself and i do not believe there has been anything new lately since our last episode well
0: we did, we haven't gotten a new voicemail this month and last month's news was the rainbow bright christmas ornament mm-hmm. but that's the only thing thus far uh, other than the fact that the christmas ornament will be out next month Yay! hopefully at our next podcast you and i will be reviewing the ornament
1: <laughs> hopefully so
0: <laughs> yes okay So, um, since we haven't any news and no new voicemail, let's get straight to the episodes. In the last podcast, we did Invasion of Rainbowland, Mom, Rainbow Night, and Star Sprinkled, but I forgot to tell you the air dates for those. So let me sprinkle that in here at the beginning, and then we'll start with the next episode. Real quickly, Invasion of Rainbowland's original air date was January 17th, 1987. That was episode number six. Episode number seven was his mom. Its original air date was January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty-seven. After that, Rainbow Night, episode number eight, January thirty-first, nineteen eighty-seven. Episode nine, Star Sprinkled from February seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. And these dates are taken from the Margaret Herrick Library. That's what they have as the original air dates for these episodes. Very The next episode that we have to review is Chasing Rainbows, which original air date was February 14th, 1987. That would have been a Valentine's. Of course, as I mentioned before, these, I don't remember these airing at the time because I didn't have television, I guess, and I didn't get to see them.
1: You know, they should have done Horse of a Different Color for Valentine's because there's a little bit of love going on in (laughs) that one. But Chasing Rainbows is excellent as well.
0: Well, in Chasing Rainbows, this is according to the VHS box that was released when they did release these on video uh, later that year. Uh, Chasing Rainbows, Murky creates a robot clone of Rainbow Bright to trick the inhabitants of Rainbowland into doing things his way. Rainbow Bright must confront the imposter and Murky... To save Rainbowland. A few little things that we noticed from the very beginning of this episode is one, it didn't have an episode title screen. I have looked everywhere for that sucker. I can't find
1: one. I never noticed that. <laughs> How strange. And this one is written by Howard R. Cohen, correct? Or do we even know?
0: This one, I will say is because I saw the title page gripped. So okay. it is him. Uh, But it's not listed here on my wiki, so I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did write
1: Chasing Rainbows. Cool. One thing I love about the beginning of this episode, I think this is the only time we see Murky without his helmet on. Or one of the very few times. So you can see that he's like halfway bald on his head. <laughs> it's
0: kind of <laughs> cute. Well, the episode starts with Murky in bed because it's middle of the night, but Lurky is snoring and keeping him awake. So in the middle of the night, he has a bookcase fall on his head from Lurky's rampant snoring and he finds a book. Now, inside the book, we don't get to actually see what it reads because I guess it's in their own language because it just looked like a whole bunch of marks on a page. There wasn't actually any text there. And it says... The best way to deceive someone is with the person they trust most. They will always believe their most trusted friends. And so he decides the best way to trick everyone in Rainbowland is with Rainbow Bright
1: herself. So he starts working on his little decoy. And then it cuts to Rainbowland where Rainbow and her crew are engaged in spring cleaning of the Color Castle and everything around Rainbowland. And this scene is really quite adorable and hilarious. Um, most of the color kids are pretty happy about what they're doing, but patio green is so not. <laughs> she hates spring cleaning.
0: <laughs> yes. And this actually came up with one of my favorite scenes. And that's when all the stuff falls on her head. And then she comes out and there's just a little teddy bear just sitting on her head. Yes. And she has that. Little, <laughs> she just sort of twists her nose up like. Ugh. <laughs>
1: It's so yes. cute. I love that I, I picture. I stinking love. Me too. That's, I agree. That's one of the best scenes in the entire series. <laughs> and poor little Kitty Bright gets dunked in a bucket of soapy water. Cause a Sprite mistakes her for a sponge. <laughs> and poor Tickled Pink is trying to carry buckets of water because apparently they don't have indoor plumbing in the color castle. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: well, that's <laughs> one thing you actually don't see in Rainbowland. Do you ever see a water tower?
1: You're right. You don't. So they don't think they do. They've got a moat right around the color castle and they've got rainbow falls and the river. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you would think there'd be some way to pump that. I mean, shy violet has engineered spacecrafts at this point. You would think she'd be able to engineer indoor plumbing (laughs) (laughs) or maybe they just needed extra water for cleaning. I don't know. Whatever the case, she's having issues getting that in the door without it spilling all over the place. And then, you know, the color kids are like, oh, but we still have to paint the outside of the color castle. And Rainbow Bright's just like, oh, I can take care of that. And does her little belt rainbow thing and it swishes around the castle and makes it sparkly and beautiful. But then I'm like, why didn't she just do that with everything? Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else is doing all this hard labor, putting the elbow grease into it. And she's just like, oh no problem I'll press this little thing on my belt and it'll all be done (laughs) oh and I'm sure you love this scene because Twink gets woken up by the rainbow when he's napping in his hammock I love Twink (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me of the beginning of Star Stealer when he's also sleeping and his alarm goes off and all that Uh, but this time it's a rainbow nudging him in his hammock and then he gets spun around and flung out and (laughs)
0: Well, while all this is going on, uh, Murky and Lurky have snuck into Rainbow Land because they need more ingredients for Murky's decoy. So he needs to finish his little decoy of Rainbow Bright, he needs star sprinkles, a battery, an oil can, and an old belt. So he's going around Rainbow Land while everyone is doing their little spring cleaning to collect these items. Get back to the pits, puts them in his little bubbling cauldron and dips the old belt into the mixture, bringing out a color belt. So he just dips an old belt in there and then out comes a rainbowy belt for his
1: rainbow bright robot. I love the ingredients for that magic that he's performing there, like a battery in an old oil can, really? (laughs) (laughs) But who are we to question magic?
0: Yeah, and uh, it, he did all that only to make a belt, but I don't know what the belt yes. was supposed to do, considering, because this rainbow yeah. bot, which actually after he makes the belt is when we actually get to see the rainbow bot, and the she doesn't run by the belt, because at first you think, oh, well, he's doing the belt because the belt will be her battery, I guess. No, but she has a wind-up key in the back of
1: her head. Yeah. It doesn't seem to do anything. I guess it just saved him from having to be a seamstress. Yeah. (laughs) He would rather mess with oil cans and batteries and disgusting liquid than pull out a sewing machine. (laughs)
0: Making a fake belt
1: is interesting for me because
0: I would think he would just try to switch it for the real one. That would be an interesting
1: episode right there. Mm hmm. But then I guess they would have noticed sooner that something was going down if he had stolen her belt. Although I love how Lurky is completely convinced in the beginning that it is Rainbow Right, And at first he's all scared, like, oh my gosh, Rainbow Bright is here in the pits. And he's like, come in, sit down, would you like a cookie? <laughs> That's one of the best lines in the series. <laughs> I love Lurky. Would you like a cookie? Oh, it's for so three <laughs> Yes, by the way, I there's love. that great scene of him, you know, eye to eye with the robot. Um, yeah, there are a lot of great screen caps you could take out of this episode. The uh, one thing that you
0: notice, however, you know, and this is something that I've noticed from watching all the episodes is the inconsistencies with yeah. <laughs> proportions in this. I mean, this is again, uh, this is a better animated one than the previous one, mm-hmm. like invasion of rainbow land which always gets on my nerves for some reason but in this one for example you see Lurky and he looks at rainbow and he's the same size
1: as rainbow and i'm like rainbow's not that big even yeah four i five. guess he could be stooping down a little bit but even in the scene before that where he's standing in front of her with the plate of cookies yeah he's not much taller than her at all Mm-mm. so i agree the proportions are way off
0: yeah i mean it needs a little work but eh All right, so Murky gets his (laughs) decoy belt onto his decoy rainbow, and he decides to put his plan into action by taking her to the color cave where he plans
1: on tricking the kids. Yes. So Rainbow and the kids are already in the cave, well, before he gets there, um, collecting color crystal to take down to Rainbowland. And this, I believe, is also the first time we see pink color crystals that Tickle Pink is carrying around. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: And this is the first time I'm not... I'm trying to remember back to the prior episodes, but is this the first time you hear Tickle Pink talk. Hmm. It very well may be. All right, so the Sprites and the kids go into the color cave, and they leave with their crystals. So Murky and Lurky send in the decoy after they have left to tell the Sprites that They need to bring color crystals to the pits. And this is a cute scene because the bot walks through color crystals and crushes them. (laughs) And then he starts to pick on her weight. I'm like, ah,
1: Yes. (laughs) Either these color crystals aren't as strong as they used to be or she gained a lot of weight over the winter. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty adorable line. But he wasn't too suspicious. Yeah, he made the observation, but it was like, okay, no big deal. Back to work.
0: Well, one thing about the Rainbow Bot is that she she's, has Rainbow Bright's voice, but she, she speaks very mechanically.
1: Mm-hmm. And the Sprites don't notice the big key sticking out of the back of her head.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. So they start to leave, and then the Rainbow Bot runs into Moonglow and Night Sprite, Who are coming back to collect their color crystals. But again, they're fooled, except for when Night Sprite tries to talk to her
1: and the Rainbow Bright doesn't understand what he said. Which again, you would think would be a pretty big clue that something was up, but they just kind of dismiss it like, oh, guess she's having a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) On we go. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, this is even more suspicious as they are talking to the Rainbow Bot it winds down and can't speak anymore. So Murky gets out his little intercom and starts talking through the the, I'm
1: fine! I'm fine! (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was terrible. Yeah, he does not do a great impression and still somehow they are fooled.
0: (laughs) So they go to the color cave to get color crystals and star sprinkles and bring them to the pit. And they're like, well, Rainbow must have a good plan for something, and they just keep going along with it. Yes. <laughs> Rainbow's always right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back in the Color uh, castle, everyone's wondering, where are all the star sprinkles? And when Twink comes in, he's like, well, you told me to take him to the pits. And Rainbow's like,
1: no, oh, I didn't yes. tell
0: you to take him to the pits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I think Moonlo comes along and she says the same thing mm-hmm. is like but that's what you told me and he's like no no, no no this is
0: now there's two people saying that rainbows come up to them telling them to take color crystals to the pits so they decide to wait back and see what happens at the color cave i believe and that's when they see the decoy
1: Uh, Yeah, they hide behind a rock Mm -hmm. and they see Merky and Lurky arrive with the decoy and they're like, wow, she looks just like me. Who is she? Um, So they devise a plan that Starlight will go and take the robot or the imposter. They don't know she's a robot yet. Mm -hmm. Take the imposter into the color cave and get to the bottom of this. So he plays along pretending he doesn't know anything and gets the robot bright on his back and into the cave they go.
0: That was actually um, rather funny, con- considering I bet she was really, really heavy, considering she crushed the crystal when yeah. she got on his back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny if he had made a a sound yeah. like "Oh goodness!"
0: <laughs> now, in the early days of the internet, when we were all trying to get Rainbow Bright on disc for at least for ourselves, Sunspire was trying to make a DVD set for friends. Using the Rainbow Bright videos, but he noticed when doing this episode, there was an inconsistency. So if you have the original VHS of Chasing Rainbows, and then you look at the international version, the one from Britain, Germany, whatever, there's an extra scene that isn't in it, where Murky throws a rock at the back of Rainbow Bright's head. Mm hmm. The rainbow bot stops and suddenly gets sluggish because it doesn't really work as smoothly. So he takes a rock and he throws it at the back of the rainbow bot's head, making the key go. Well, (laughs) in the American version, they cut that scene. And it shows her getting sluggish, and then she starts to work again, but doesn't show Murky picking up a rock and throwing it at her. That's hilarious. I really want to watch that now. Sunspire caught it because the language track wasn't syncing up right because of the scene. How funny! Here it was. We were thinking that you know, oh, the American ones are the only ones that are complete. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, there's an extra scene with
1: the rock. Nice. Is it on any of the YouTube videos? Do you
0: know? Um, the ones on YouTube, I think, are the ones I've seen. Are the American version where it's cut. Okay.
1: Wow. That's super cool.
0: Um, but uh, back to what we were saying is, uh, Starlight gets the Rainbow brought into the Color Cave where they're able to actually get her down and take a look at her, and that's when they find out she's made of metal. And she is a robot. And so they decide, well, they want to trick Murky. He thinks that there's a double. So he Rainbow Brett goes out and pretends to be the Rainbow Bot and tricks him when he goes to put the key or wind the key and he can't find it. And he jumps on her head, which
1: I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. He jumps on her head and then you know, figures out she's not robotic and starts... Kind of waddling around like a robotic duck for a second. <laughs> and then she's all, you're the only one getting wound up, Murky Dismal. And then shoots him with a rainbow.
0: I did like that uh, prior to this, that Starlight, when they were in the cave and realized that she is a robot, um, was like, this is the only thing Murky ever built that worked. Yes. Because <laughs> it did.
1: <laughs> it did for a good while. It actually did. And I also like Starlight's line of "You have to get up pretty early in the morning to fool the most magnificent horse in the universe." Pretty cute. I can. I. Can, uh, I'm sorry but
0: that brings up invasion of Rainbow Land when Murky walked in in the stupid color kid outfit, and he looked so stupid. <laughs> get up you know, pretty early, right?
1: Well, let's rewind four episodes, dude. <laughs> That sounds like something that would be like an arrested development. They do like a flashback. <laughs> 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 Just four weeks ago, he was fooled by Murky in a stupid costume. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Anyways, oh. so Copra right, catches Murky in his trap and presses her belt and sends a rainbow chasing Murky and Lurky away. They climb in the grunge buggy and go back to the pits. Everyone returns to rainbow Land, and Twink asks how they can tell if she is real. And so she makes a real rainbow, which is something the old rainbow couldn't do. Yes.
1: And you see Stormy underneath the rainbow kind of waving. or I don't know if she's waving but it's just a cool shot of her under the rainbow. And then I love the very ending shot uh, where Rainbow and Starlight are flying away and you see that profile shot of Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I think Was that in another episode as well? Or is this the only time they did that? I
0: think it may have been reminiscent. However, in these later episodes, they really reused a lot of stock footage where it was Mm -hmm. the same sequence and they just like reanimated it a little differently, make changed sprites. So they may have done this scene before, but I
1: don't remember right offhand. Okay. It's just a super cute shot. I would love an animation cell of that Uh, that scene it's really Mm -hmm. cute now
0: um, in this episode uh, I actually did enjoy this episode I thought that it was fun even with even with all of the little inconsistencies it was a cute episode Mm -hmm. I did like the fact that for example you saw Stormy and Sky Dancer at the end of it I was a little disappointed because I did when looking through this episode realize that you did not see Lala or Shy Violet at all and oh, wow, that's th-
1: surprising! I thought this would have been a great Shy Violet episode. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. That's, no, 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 I like this. Is this could be a new ending? She reprograms the robot to go back to the pits and destroy it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she would never do something that mean, but it would have been deserved. <laughs> <laughs> or she could program a murky bot and have him wreak havoc so many ways that that's that could be used (laughs) so what did you think of this episode i like this one a lot actually um i actually took the time finally to go through and do my top 13 list which i will i will reveal at the end of the episode but this one ranks in the the high middle we'll say (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's definitely one of my I definitely enjoy it a lot, and this is one episode I also have a transcript for that Chibi Rachi did a few years back. So if anybody wants to read the script, you can do that on Rainbowbright.net for Chasing Rainbows.
0: Okay, all right. The next episode that we have on our list is Murky's Comet. Uh, Murky's Comet was released February twenty-first of nineteen eighty-seven. It was actually one of the few episodes
1: which was not written by Howard R. Cohen. I noticed that (laughs) the last time I was watching, it was like Felicia. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Maliani, maybe perhaps, but I was very like, Whoa, it's somebody different. That's awesome. (laughs) And I think she did a good job. Yes.
0: Um, in the early, in the, in Howard R. Cohen's notes, um, the plot was one that was pitched by him but he did not write the script. Okay, gotcha. So it may have differed either way. There was a, a an idea about some sort of a comet. Oh, no, no, no. It was the earlier notes. It was not uh, it wasn't done by magic. It was just a comet that was heading towards Rainbowland. Okay. Anyway, uh, Felicia apparently got the notes and did her own version with murky's comet and it is a very interesting plot according to the vhs box it says murky's comet threatens to destroy rainbow land murky strikes a bargain with a sorcerer to create a comet to destroy rainbow land but his plans go awry and he must ask rainbow bright for help that is misleading because he didn't ask her (laughs) he stole her belt what do you know (laughs) okay So in this episode, we are not dealing with the first day of spring. We are dealing with the flower festival, which I guess is another way of saying spring, but eh. (laughs) (laughs) The sprites are all decorating these little cars in flowers, like little floats, and they're so cute. The color kids are practicing music, and Tickle Pink is twirling batons, and everyone's getting ready to have a big party.
1: And Shy Violet is, of course, inventing things. Yep. <laughs> Instead of participating in the parade, now we're just going to go invent this telescope. <laughs> yep, at the Color Castle,
0: Shy Violet is showing Rainbow Bright her newest invention, which is a really nice telescope.
1: And while she's looking through it, she sees something fly by, but by the time she looks again, it's gone. And it's like, oh, we'll worry about that later. It's time <laughs> for the parade. <laughs>
0: Uh, so they get together and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the Grand Marshal for their parade. And Starlight nominates Brian, who we haven't seen for a few episodes. Yes, I was very excited about that. Yes, because Brian is the little boy from Earth who can see Rainbow Bright. He was the one from the first episode, Peril in the Pits. Uh, so Rainbow Bright decides to go and get him and bring him back for their parade. And while she's gone... Havoc is wreaked, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> as usual.
0: In the pitch, Lurky and Murky uh, are looking through their own little telescope at what's going on through uh, and Rainbow Land. And while, you know, Lurky's kind of happy to see all the pretty colors, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get his spaceship back in order. Now, this spaceship is from the Rainbow Bright film, Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. Uh, so, this is another throwback to the movie. Which we haven't reviewed yet, uh, but it's what takes place between beginning of Rainbow Land and invasion of Rainbow Land. It was a feature film, and Murky had a spaceship that he used to go to the Diamond Planet Spectra. So he's trying to get his spaceship back in order, and while uh, you look off in the distance, and again you see the little spaceship that Shy Violet kind of saw but ignored kind of bobbling in the back and inside you see there is a little traveler, a little bearded man and he is upset because he is a a wizard or a sorcerer, as the box said who is trying to get to a convention but he's kind of lost and his ship isn't working right so he lands his ship in the pits and When Murky and Lurky uh, notice the ship, they go towards it and uh, all this smoke comes out and Lurky's like, thinking he's a genie in a bottle and asks for his wishes. (laughs) (laughs) And the wizard uh, is like, okay, um, I am Sorrel the Sorcerer, the wisest of all wizards. And asks them what their wishes. Murky's like, you're not a wizard. Prove it. So he turns him into a toad, but he doesn't quite turn him into a toad. He turns him into a duck, which is cute because I like duck murky. Duck murky is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> Still got the helmet. Too bad they couldn't fit a mustache over the duck bill. <laughs> but look got the eyebrows. So.
0: <laughs> One little nice feature here is Sorrel the Sorcerer is actually voiced by the same actor that does Starlight.
1: Oh, i was gonna ask you about that now that you say that i can kind of hear it
0: i don't have i, I don't have a cast list or anything but listening to it it's gotta be him
1: <laughs> it's gotta yeah. be yeah i think
0: you're right just andre uh i can't pronounce his
1: last name can you not really it's like <laughs> stanch or something yeah i don't know what nationality that is neither do i
0: I know that um, voice actor-wise, he actually did the voice of Owl in the old Winnie the Pooh TV show. Yes! He's very talented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, Sorrel, uh, now proving that he at least has some magic, even though it may not work exactly as planned, um, says you know, that he wants his spaceship repaired in exchange for a spell. So, Berkey says he wants to destroy Rainbowland. The Sorrel says that to destroy Rainbowland, he's going to make an evil rainbow to create a comet. And that comet will destroy Rainbowland. But to do this, he will need a cup of water from the Rainbow River, a colored crystal from the color cave, and a patch of Sprite fur. So Murky and Lurky go into Rainbowland to gather all these items. I thought it was funny when they try to go and they try to decorate the grunge buggy, but it's all covered with yes. leaves.
1: It's got like a cactus on it and some mushrooms. <laughs> you
0: can't go into the flower festival looking like that. So he cast a little spell basically covering the buggy with flowers. And they go <laughs> and they collect all of their items. The saddest one for me was when they grabbed the fur off of the poor blue sprites behind. Poor champ. They get back to the pits and they mix all their ingredients together and Sorrel, and sure enough, and this was actually kind of funny, I actually thought my TV broke or something for a minute, because when the the episode plays, when the spell is cast, everything suddenly goes black and white.
1: You're right. I just noticed the rainbow being black and white. I didn't notice that everything else was too. That was cool.
0: I thought, was it something wrong with the picture? Not everything turned black and white. It was really awesome. Uh, and it goes and it creates this comet that's going to crash towards Earth. Um, and in between all this is happening, Lurky is repairing Sorrel's spaceship using part from Lurky's spaceship. Oops.
1: Oops. <laughs> and in Rainbow... Oh, World, and he turns Lurky into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> a frog with little red sneakers. <laughs>
0: He gets sick of Lurky and he wants to turn him into a mouse and turns him into a frog instead. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Rainbow Land, uh, Kitty Bright and Puppy Bright are playing with Shy Violet's new telescope. And that's when they see the comet. And they, of course, have to run and get the color kids to show them hey, there's a problem. And so the kids run off to the Rainbow Alarm a.k.a. the color console, um, and send an alarm to Rainbow Bright because, according to them, the comet's going to hit at noon. So Brian, who is now with Rainbow Bright, yay, uh, the rainbow starts to shake because that's what happens when you run the rainbow alarm. So they have to go back to Rainbow Lamb. And in the pits, Sorrel climbs into a ship which now was fixed. And he leaves thinking, oh, everything's done. I can get by my back, my way to my magic convention.
1: And so he leaves. Um, During the scene when rainbow and Brian and starlight are traveling back to rainbow land, rainbow bright makes the comment. Did I say (laughs) comment? Makes the comment to Brian that you're the only person on earth. Who's ever seen us. And in previous episodes, they made it sound like he's the only person on Earth who can see her. But now it's, you're the only person on Earth who has seen us. So, I don't know if that's a continuity error or if they just said it wrong the first time. Because I don't think she's necessarily invisible to humans. Well, the first
0: time that you heard that line was in the movie, um... When he's about to slide on ice and she says, you know, I'm never going to let anything happen to the only person on Earth that can see me. Uh, Which if you watch the first episode of Peril in the Pits, you kind of think she is invisible and that she, you know, somehow magically, you know, came into focus, I guess. Well, that's true. But it's never really been established if she is invisible or not. There were story plots that implied that they wanted to let Rainbow Bright have other people see her, but they never
1: went for those.
0: Um, so we, we don't have any established fact of whether or not anyone can, else can see her.
1: Huh. guess we'll never know. Nope. We can guess, though. Yeah. I like <laughs> the idea that, like you said, that she can come into focus and be seen when she wants to be mm-hmm. but as a general rule she probably is just invisible when she's on Earth which is kind of cool that that would mean she kind of has Moonglow's power of invisibility
0: yeah, as well as not?
1: extra powers
0: yeah I really think that, that for them to say that Rainbow Bright is a little orphan girl from Earth is just wrong because <laughs> she's <Yeah>.
1: magic.
0: <laughs> she's magic <laughs> yay
1: and if she can turn invisible, maybe she can also call down lightning like Stormy. We don't know. Eh, <laughs> don't know either. <laughs> I also like the clock in Rainbowland. It looks a lot like an old Fisher Price toy I used to play with as a kid, <laughs> the little moon and sun. <laughs> I guess I expected something a little more colorful for our yeah. Rainbowland clock, but whatever. Do you remember the carrying meter? From Care Bears? Yes! Yes! <laughs> like Reminds this. me of that too, totally. <laughs> uh, So Rainbow has made her way back to Rainbowland, and Sorrel has taken off. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I think by now he realizes that the comet is going to destroy the entire planet, and not just the color cave, and he doesn't care. <laughs> just like, see ya! Wouldn't want to
0: be a... (laughs) Yeah, because the original plot line, he said he wanted to destroy the color cave. And instead, it's Mm. going to destroy Rainbow Land. One thing that Sorrel did mention when doing the spell prior is the only way to destroy this comet, which was created by a dark rainbow, is with a good rainbow. So the only person that has that ability is Rainbow Bright. So the only way to destroy this is to get the color belt. So he runs through Rainbowland in his little flower covered grunge buggy and actually
1: steals the belt off of her waist. Cause that makes sense. That made me mad. <laughs> I don't know what he expected to do with it once he had it. He can't operate it. Mm-mm.
0: No? So well, of course Rainbow Bright stops the grunge buggy and takes her belt back. You know, pressing her little rainbow, which that was a cool scene. I love the animation in this one, especially because it goes to this profile of Rainbow Bright looking down, and it's just so pretty. And she, yes, she (laughs) presses her rainbow, and all the the color just bursts out of the belt and goes up into the sky to destroy the comet, and it's just
1: pretty. (laughs) Because then there's all the. Sparkles, I don't know. It's like glitter falling through the sky after the comet is destroyed, mm-hmm. and everybody's happy and cheering and glittery and yay. <laughs> and as punishment,
0: Murky and Lurky are in the parade throwing flowers. That is their punishment for just trying to destroy Mur- Rainbow Land. Yeah, I think they should have had much worse punishment than that. Yeah, have them digging the color caves or something. No, they probably wouldn't do
1: that. right. <laughs> And the yeah, the color kids do the their little band, which is super cute.
0: This was where we also noticed a little production error, uh, which at the very beginning, when they're playing musical instruments, canary yellow and patio green
1: switch by the end. Yes, canary yellow is playing the flute, patio green's playing the oboe, and at the end, yeah, it's totally backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie, but I just figure you know. They're so capable that they can play all the instruments. So they just trade every once in a while. <laughs> sure. Why
0: not? <laughs> now, overall, this episode was very well animated. I like some of the scenes. Uh, there are those inconsistencies or continuity errors that kind of bug me. But as a yeah. kid,
1: eh, it was good. This one ranked pretty low on my list, actually. Not that I hate it, I think it's more Sorel that I don't like. He just annoyed me because he was so mean. If he had had more humor to his character, maybe I would have enjoyed him more, but he was very selfish. And what can I get out of this? Yeah. And I'm going to leave you all to die. <laughs> yes. Sorrell
0: uh, did not really have any redeeming qualities about him. He yes. was a very selfish character. So I actually don't know how to classify him. He's another rainbow bright character because he was in an episode but is he still qualified as a villain
1: yeah that's a good point because he didn't come to the planet for that purpose it just kind of happened that way yeah but i agree the animation is fantastic in this episode and there's some really cute things that they added in like when murky and lurky are first going to rainbow land in the flower covered grunge buggy (laughs) uh murky has flowers stuck to his helmet (laughs) he's like a little flower child it's adorable. And I really like the inclusion of Kitty Bright and Puppy Bright. Mm -hmm. I wish they were in more episodes, but at least they were there. They were really cute. And yeah, the animation at the end with the exploding comet especially was really, really cool. So maybe it should have ranked higher than it did, but I really hate Sorrel.
0: (laughs) I don't like Sorrel, but I liked the murky duck and lurky frog. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, it was fun actually seeing someone uh, an actual magic kind of character because you know, magic meaning um, you know, being able to transform him into something. I mean, in the other episodes you don't actually see a wizard. I mean, Plock wasn't a wizard, he was a con man. Um in in the Rainbow Bright film and then later in Queen of the Sprites, which we'll review later. Uh Count Block didn't really have any magic. So it's so <laughs> oh, right. So it was it was an interesting character, but again, I don't know how to classify him because he wasn't he didn't care. He was very selfish. Um Yeah. And he didn't care about Rainbow Land except getting what he wanted and leaving. But he wasn't malicious about it.
1: And it wasn't yeah. his goal, but He could just be classified under jerks. Jerks <laughs> Not a good guy, he's not a bad guy, he's just a jerk. (laughs) So in the jerk
0: category we have Pluck, Mrs.
1: Dismal,
0: and Sorama. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I love it. At least Plock changed his mind and had that one redeeming quality at the end there. Yeah. I still don't don't
1: like like so much.
0: But I still don't like Mrs. Dismal. Ugh. I hate that character. I don't like her at all. Anyway, know. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, next episode uh, is episode 12. And this is Horse of a Different Color. Which is written by Howard R. Cohen. It is written by Howard R. Cohen. And released February 28th, 1987. It, um, from my research was actually titled the original title is Riders of the Rainbow Sage that's I, such a weird title I know I did all this research thinking oh Riders of the Rainbow Sage has another plot oh cool read it wrong <laughs> <laughs> it is horse of a different color they just changed the thing <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad they changed the name because that made no sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the plot of Horse of a Different Color. Uh, Murky Dismal kidnaps Starlight, Rainbow Bright's magical horse, in Horse of a Different Color. He has devised a polluted plot to use Starlight to spread his gloom all over Rainbowland. If Rainbow Bright and the color kids don't find Starlight soon, Murky's gloom will cover Rainbowland forever. And again, misleading box plot. These... uh, Okay. They're just trying to reel you in. They don't need
1: to be accurate.
0: That's just (laughs) half the story, because in this one, it's actually cool because you see Chris, Onyx, Stormy, and Skydancer.
1: And they're (laughs) awesome! And a new character, Sunriser. Okay, so in...
0: Horse of a Different Color, which is um, a title that if you're familiar with the Wizard of Oz, you know about Horse of a Different Color, Uh, (laughs) which was it it plays in rather interestingly if you think about Horse of a Different Color slash Wizard of Oz, because they use the Wizard of Oz music in the commercials for the earlier toys. That's true. Good point. Okay, so in the beginning of Horse of a Different Color, it is early morning sunrise, and you see a pink horse running through Rainbow Land across the Rainbow Falls. And in Rainbow Land, the sprites are getting ready for the sprite fair. Another party! Yay! You're some partying as people. Whatever ha- <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to the potato sack race. Alright, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's have a party. Uh, so everyone's having a party, and they decide they're going to have a horse race. yes I hope they don't take bets (laughs) (laughs) so the race is Starlight Skydancer, and Onyx Uh, so this is the first time we get to see Chris outside of the Rainbow Bright movie Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer uh, and Onyx Uh, so they are animated a little differently because the company that did the movie and did the episode are different so it's another look to them Onyx still looks about the same Chris his helmet looked a little Little small, just saying.
1: Yeah, I didn't really notice that.
0: <laughs> uh, the color kids and sprites um, are having fun with games, but Starlight's all nervous and stretching, and because you know he likes to prove that he's the most magnificent
1: horse in the universe. Yes, he couldn't dare lose. <laughs> what does he say? Like, you shouldn't have to try this hard to be the most magnificent horse in the universe, or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Meanwhile,
0: in the pits, Murky is completing his own horse entry where he has built a robot horse. You'd think he would learn by now. Anyway, the robot horse, which is actually kind of interesting because it doesn't really run. It kind of bounces because it has, I think, springs
1: for legs. Yes. Which is really cute. Um, But just kind of looks like a big old oil drum on springy legs. I don't know how that fooled anyone for a split second. (laughs) yeah but
0: his plot is is that the the uh robot will expel gloom so that he can kidnap starlight but he doesn't really say what he really wants him for um so all the kids are getting ready with their horses you have rainbow bright and starlight skydancer and stormy chris and onyx and they are um starting their race and so murky starts to uh, follow behind dressed as some sort of
1: cowboy. Yes. Poor little Tickled Pink thinks he's a cowboy. <laughs> Isn't it Patty that says it looks like Murky? Like, come on. <laughs> Thank you. At least somebody has some sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Murky, Um, he doesn't really have to be fast. He doesn't mind them trailing by, behind because what he does is he expels all that gloom and it starts to murk. The kids, except for Stormy and Skydancer,
1: who are used to clouds. They're not being loomed. Yeah, I think Stormy says something like, What, you're going to let a little cloud get you down? And Rainbow's all, well, you're used to clouds. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. But then Stormy's like, oh no, I'm not going to let this happen. And goes all crazy, which I love. (laughs) Yep,
0: she raises her hand into the air, and a lightning strikes down, which
1: is really cool. Um, yeah, like the whole sky goes dark, these dark, menacing clouds, and she pulls down the lightning. It doesn't work, and then everything's bright and happy again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was super, super cool. I wish she had done that more often. <laughs> yeah, she needed some more air
0: time. We, we need Agreed. more stormy. So when everyone is being worked out prior to this, uh, Murky steals not only Starlight, but Onyx and puts them into a cage and takes them off to the pits. And Rainbow Bright decides, you know, since Stormy and Skydancer are still together because they are not affected by the gloom, um, that they need to go into uh, fall, try to follow them so that they can get the horses back. And that's when we meet Scott Sunriser. Now, Sunriser is mentioned earlier in the episode when you know other people notice her because she's a pink horse. And the only thing that is mentioned is that she she, she, lives, she lives in, the, in mountains. the mountains. Jinx, you make me okay. <laughs> <laughs> She leaves, She lives in the mountains, and she's called Sunriser because she comes out first thing in the morning. Um, the, at this point, there is no established connection between her and Tickled Pink. You know, you don't, the only time you actually see the whole relation to Tickle Pink is on the product box for the hard body Sunriser and saying that she's Tickle Pink's, which is interesting. Uh, So Stormy and Rainbow go into the mountains on Sunriser, not Sunriser, but on Sky Dancer and Sunriser comes up to take Rainbow. Uh, Sunriser at this point does not speak. She just neighs. Mm -hmm. Sunriser is actually very resourceful, and she knows a lot of things about the mountains and is able to get to the pits where Starlight and Onyx are being kept. And she devises a way of trickling a water trickle into the cave, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, it was pretty smart. Very resourceful horsey. (laughs) She rained on Murky's gloom. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, it stops the machine from working, which this whole machine, you have Starlight and Onyx hooked to a wheel and they're just causing a fan to turn. That was the big plot line is to make the horses turn the fan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't thought out too well. If he can build a robot bright, he can build a fan that works (laughs) without horsepower. He doesn't have indoor plumbing either. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love it.
0: I'm totally keeping that. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. So at this point, we have Sunriser trickling the water into the cave so that the machine that Starlight and Onyx
1: are twisting doesn't work anymore. And then Rainbow shoots a rainbow down into the cave. free the horses Mm -hmm. or at least to make Murky and Lurky run away and then they can free the horses. And then Starlight sees Rainbow with Sunriser and gets jealous like a little girl. (laughs) Right? He got super jealous. That was so mean. (laughs) She wouldn't pitch in to help. She's wild. So mean. I know. That was very un-Starlight
0: to me. It it just made him seem very prissy and (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, you know. Remember, Starlight Rainbow Bright, little Shiny Booms and Always be a friend of mine. <laughs> Emo Starlight's gotta go. Anyway, so Starlight runs <laughs> off. Starlight runs off, all upset. How dare she? Blah 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 blah. All jealous, and he hears that Merky and Loki are going to. Um, they're on their way to the to Land, which has already been decked out as a carnival, because of the party that everyone was having.
1: So Starlight, since he has run back to Land in his fit of jealousy, his jealous rage, um, he overhears Murky and Lurky planning to mess things up. So he decides to be the hero while everyone else is away and stop them himself. So he chases them all through the carnival, and he looks... It's so funny when they have the shot of him running full force kind of at the camera. He looks pretty intimidating. (laughs) So they're like, OMG, there's a horse. He's going to trample us. So they run through the carnival. They run up the, uh, what you call it, the roller coaster and it breaks. So they fall into the Sprite house with all the mirrors and they can't find each other because all they can see are mirrored images of each other. Which is actually very cool. Starlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. But Starlight finds them in the ha- in the Sprite mirror house and he pulls Murky out by his cape, which I thought was kind of adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Just picks him right up. <laughs> and by that time, everyone has returned to Rainbowland and they're congratulating Starlight on saving the day. And he's like, well, of course. But then he realizes that Rainbow Bright does care about him and doesn't want to replace him with Sunriser <laughs> and then realizes that Sunriser is in love with him and they snuggle and Murky thinks that that's the most disgusting thing ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is happy again. I wish, since they ended this episode this way, that, and this is not, you know, the final episode of the series, I was hoping in the final episode, Sunriser would just be a staple, stable, I can't talk today, when that Sunriser was a stable character like the rest that just stayed in Rainbowland, or, you know, since Tickle Pink, supposedly, she becomes Tickle Pink's horse, according to the doll, um, maybe they could have established that in the cartoon as well, but no, you just don't see her again.
0: No, this was, this was Sunriser's little episode, sort of. <laughs>
1: Her cameo yeah. until 2009. <laughs> but that's another story.
0: <laughs> what I did like about this episode was that you saw all the kids. You that's true. You saw all the kids and you apparently you saw all the sprites too. And oh my goodness. There's a lot of sprites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to see Stormy... Uh, uh, you know, kick a little Heiney, and you got to see Chris, which you haven't seen him since the movie, and it was fun, but the overall plot to me was weak.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Murky and Lurky's plans were pretty weak, considering the things they've managed to do in the past that worked, and this was just like, well, it worked to an extent, but yeah really, really, just poor execution, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not even the execution was that bad since it actually did fool them, but to bring them back just to run a fan, come on, yeah,, <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty lame. laughs> and I love um, I think it's when they do get murked out by the gloom on the uh horse race track that Onyx starts just spitting out gibberish. <laughs> like it affects his circuitry. <laughs> I don't even remember what it sounded like now. It was just total nonsensical sounds. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> they should have had him just beeping like R two two or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. It's pretty low on my list. Yeah. Not the worst, but definitely not the best either.
0: Well the next episode that we have was the final episode episode thirteen Queen of the Sprites. It was written by Howard R. Cohen and was aired march seventh, nineteen eighty seven. According to the box for the VHS tape, it says an evil princess lands in Rainbow Land and pretends to be the Queen of the Sprites. Rainbow Brights Arch enemy forces the color kids to stop mining for color crystals and mine for diamonds to restore her evil power. Unless Rainbow Bright can stop her before her power returns, all the color in Rainbowland will disappear and the evil princess will reign. Uh, this is a fun episode because this brings uh, the evil princess from the Rainbow Bright film, who I don't know about you, but at the end of Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer, I
1: thought that she died. <laughs> Me too. That was a pretty epic explosion to survive. That was... Maybe she had a shuttlecraft. Uh, just... <laughs> An escape pod of some sort. Or she beamed out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm
0: I'm I'm. I'm yes,
1: sadly she
0: survived. I'm imagining you know the starship Enterprise zooming over, <laughs> beam out. <laughs> the spacecraft about a- to crash into that planet. <laughs> Hurry! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I still don't understand how a rainbow was able to make it blow up, but eh, that's going to be for the movie review. That's right. <laughs> that's for the. Movie. <laughs> Well, at the beginning of this episode, it's nighttime in Rainbow Land, and a mysterious spacecraft sort of floats through across the sky and lands into the color cave. And Puppy Bright barks and tries to warn Rainbow, There's somebody here and she kind of ignores him and goes back to bed.
1: Yeah, she's like, Oh, it was just a bad dream. <laughs> Which I think it's kind of funny that she can obviously understand the sprites and the horses, even the ones that don't speak, but she can't understand a dog and cat. Mm -hmm. She needs Wajah's universal translator to be able to speak dog.
0: (laughs) Now, one of the things that is supposed to bring your attention to that there's something odd going on is when the spacecraft lands in the middle of the night sky... One of the stars turns gray. Correct. Rainbow Bright has to leave Rainbow Land to go make the star bright again because they don't know how it turned gray. And at this point, I don't
1: know how it turned gray. Yeah. Like, I don't think that the princess had anything to do with that. Yeah, she was, you know, millions of miles away at that point. And where was Muglo? Yeah, I thought that was her job. That's her job. Totally. And how is she able to tell in the daytime that it's dark anyway? Like, when she wakes up, it's bright light out. How does she still see that star?
0: Well, maybe it's kind of like Venus, the morning star or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> maybe so. It did look big. <laughs> and she takes all these color crystals with her to fix it. But yeah, that's one thing I think didn't really
0: bring up in this, this whole episode is whatever happened to that star. Anywho, back in the color caves uh, Twink is getting the sprites ready and they tell them and they need to go deeper into the color caves and the co- the sprites are not happy by this they don't want to go Yeah. <laughs> so they have the sprites go deeper into the color caves where they run into the evil princess now the evil princess the dark princess the princess we don't she doesn't really have a name other than the princess she Uh, and her highness, uh, (laughs) she has landed in rainbow land. The Sprites don't know who she is because they didn't, they weren't there in spectra for the movie, you know, and and to see that this is the villain from the star stealer film. They don't know who she is. They just know that she's a lady in the back of their cave and she's claiming she's the queen of the Sprites. And they're like, what? (laughs) So (laughs) count blog, who was uh, her advisor, is telling them that uh, you know they must do what she says and mine for diamonds, or he will turn them into frogs. So they capture a sprite, take him into the back of the cave, and he comes back with a frog. And that's supposed to be that sprite. Uh, but what you actually find it's out late, what you actually find out later, it's a sleight of hand. He just took the sprite back where they couldn't see him, and Released uh, an actual frog. So it's like, okay, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> no, do a magic trick. Turn around.
1: No, I'm going to do a magic trick. Turn around. No. Poor little sprites. They're a little naive. <laughs> I love them, though. <laughs> yeah. But while this is all happening, the colors of Rainbowland are starting to fade because yeah. they don't have enough color crystals. Because
0: Rainbow Bright took them all. <laughs> And where the sprites were supposed to be making more, um, they are now being distracted into bringing out diamonds. So Twink goes back into the case, try to find out what's wrong. And they tell him about the princess and or the queen and the sprites. He's like, what are you talking about? And so they capture him too. And I don't know, because see, again, Twink wasn't there either. So I don't know if he really knows what's going on other than the fact that he gets kidnapped, realize that he's not being turned into a frog. But they capture <laughs> Twink and they supposedly turn him into a frog too to, again, you know, to, to damage the morale of the sprites going, you can't defeat us, blah, blah, blah. Yes.
1: And during all this, Murky and Lurky have also noticed that the colors are fading in Rainbow Land, and decide to go to the color caves to find out why. Mm-hmm. So they have to get brought into the mix I think Murky's trying to keep a low profile and just observe and Lurky's all like what's up
0: (laughs) yep because that they were they have seen the princess before they know who she is and what they don't realize or what Lurky doesn't realize is that they didn't exactly part on good terms Uh, for those who aren't sure what we're talking about In the movie, the princess sends Murky and Lurky to get Rainbow Bright, and they decide to hightail it instead. (laughs) You were supposed to bring me Rainbow Bright's belt. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So she's not exactly happy to see them either. But then, when she realizes that she's in Rainbow Land, where the color belt and Rainbow Light or Rainbow Bright are from, she gets excited. She's like, "Cool." Um. <laughs> yes. Now she
1: can destroy that rainbow brat. Mm.
0: <laughs> so they take her to the pits. Um, which why did they take him to the pits? I don't remember.
1: I guess they were gonna help her. Uh, oh, they decided to hide out at Murky's castle. Mm-hmm. He's told them that he has a castle. Oh, um, yes. While well, she regains her powers. So Rainbow Bright comes
0: back to Rainbow land and the kids are upset because the sprites aren't making star sprinkles and so she goes to the cave and that's when she sees the sprites are working but they're not making crystals. they're not making star sprinkles. So uh, the sprites explain about the princess and then the frogs and um, starlight finds uh, the sprite that was all gagged. Which,
1: yes, Count Blog has run off when he hears them coming.
0: Yep. And then she
1: finds the spaceship, which is still in the cave. Uh, but
0: Twink is still captured, because I think they still brought him to the pits.
1: Well, Count Blog had Twink. Oh, he yeah. He had stayed behind to watch the sprites. So he has Twink, and he takes off with him on the spaceship. Oh. Um.
0: In the meantime that this is happening, the princess is in the pits where they have crates of jewels, which are supposed to be diamonds. And she's able to arrange these diamonds across her outfit or her costume and focus her magic using the diamonds to make things blow up. But they don't work as well as her first original diamond did that got destroyed in the film she they don't she doesn't have that one so she keeps trying more and more diamonds but it's like they're one shot she was able to do like one bit of magic with it and then
1: they're crumbled they're not any good yeah they just turn back so she's like more diamonds get me better ones this time and the color kids are overhearing all this and they bring her color crystals
0: instead Not star sprinkles, color crystals, which look like diamonds, only they're colorful. And so she arranges (laughs) those along her, you know, body to use those. And here's what really I get a kick out of, is they actually still work. She still creates magic with them.
1: It is strange. They really still do look like diamonds when she shoots them out. Um, Like when she finally comes... Yeah, she... Okay, so she thinks she has... The appropriate diamonds now. These must be the most powerful ones because they're so pretty. Mm-hmm. So they take off to Rainbow Land to face Rainbow Bright face to face, and at first she's shooting out, you know, beams of light from her hands, and they are making diamonds on the ground, which I was a little confused on. Like, how is she able to do that with color crystal? <laughs> yeah, unless you know, the only thing that the color crystal does is, or the crystals
0: and the diamonds do, is to do like a prism would, which would be to focus the light and make a rainbow. In this case, focus her energy and make it like, you know, her more powerful. And the only yeah. other difference I can think of is to have the color crystals on her and to try to fight rainbow bright with those rainbow would just use the magic of the color crystals to make herself more powerful than the princess.
1: Yes. So rainbow bright wraps her up in a beautiful rainbow.
0: Mm-hmm. And since and her wings her... are, <laughs> They they she she wraps yep, her in a fling. rainbow puts her on the spaceship with Blog and they yeah like flings her on top of Blog <laughs> and then they send the ship over the mountains. Now granted they sent the they send the ship over the mountains, but technically
1: aren't they really still in
0: Rainbow Land? <laughs> I yeah,
1: don't unless know. Unless they powered up the ship and flew off. <laughs> uh, they very well could have just set them down a few yards away. Yeah, <laughs> or a few miles. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, they leave the sprites, you know, like, you're our only queen, Rainbow, and they start bouncing her up in the air, and that's it. That was the final episode of Rainbow Bright.
1: Boo. Boo. I can tell you now, this is actually the episode at the bottom of my list. I cannot stand it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> and I think part of that is just, because they ended the series with it. Yeah. And it's just... Uh... Uh, it didn't really introduce anything new. It didn't, there were no big revelations. It was just the same old, same old. They just happened to bring back a couple characters from the movie to carry it out. Mm Uh,
0: well, also a lot of these, if I'm not sure if you've noticed due to the release dates, these were released in 1987, a year after the movie. Mm hmm. And, so yeah, it
1: makes you wonder, like, are kids even going to remember who these characters are? <laughs> uh,
0: well, this is actually to the point where this wa- these weren't TV specials like the first five were. The first five were actual little TV specials that, you know, would air at a special time. But this was actually series formula, you know, where they right. played them every week. And I guess they just didn't... Maybe we were like, were they some sort of like mid season replacement for something? Do you ever see that, you know, where you have a whole series, series supposed to be like 24 episodes these days. And then you have, oh, well, this one isn't doing good. Uh, Let's throw this other one in here for good measure. And (laughs) it's only half the episodes. You know, is that what this was? And if so, what did it replace? I don't know. (laughs) Good question.
1: Was like, goodbye, herself the elf. Here comes Rainbow Bright.
0: Oh, I don't know. I love herself the elf. (laughs) I actually have a herself the elf plate. Nice. I like herself the elf. Even though I don't remember the TV show, I remember I had a binder with it on it and it was cute. Anyway, that was the Rainbow Bright episodes. Yay. Yay. That's Rainbow Bright.
1: Now, what is your list? <laughs> I do. My list is Peril in the Pits, Rainbow Night, Invasion of Rainbow Land. I know you're screaming right now. <laughs> then the Mighty Monster Merc Menace, one and two. Then Chasing Rainbows, then Mom, then Beginning of Rainbow Land, one and two. The Horse of a Different Color, the Marquis Comet, Star Sprinkled, and last and definitely least queen of the sprites <laughs> I really thought star sprinkled was going to be the worst and then I rewatched queen and I was like oh no that, that's <laughs> it <You." laughs> I,
0: I just can't believe mom's that high on your list I hate that episode <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a thing for backstory I don't know I I backstory, really that, that was the sorriest backstory I ever saw
1: Oh yeah Uh, so mine are kind of spread out all over the place but parallel in the pits still had to stay in the number one spot spot yeah so their next um, episode of Brightcast
0: we will be going over the rainbow bright and the star stealer feature film which that was what aired between beginning of rainbow land and invasion of rainbow land uh so we will be going over that one in our next episode um If there's any other bright news that you would like to share with us, uh, be sure to uh, send us a voicemail.
1: Or if you just have general comments about the podcast or the episodes or the movie, definitely include those as well. We would love to hear from you. Uh, The voicemail
0: number is 702-900-STAR, or 702-900-7827, or you can use the program vocaroo.com, record your message, and email it to brightcast at gmail.com, that's b-r-i-t-e-c-a-s-t at gmail.com. Don't forget, we're also on Twitter and Facebook, and you can also catch these episodes in video form on YouTube. So uh, make sure to subscribe there. And so uh, that's all for this episode. Until next time. Have, have a rainbow day. day! Starlight, rainbow, bright. Blue, shiny, blue, shiny, shiny, Always be your friend. Of <laughs> Even with
1: Starlight's got to go. Anyway. We'll be back. Don't go away.